Welcome to the Make Money Behave podcast, where we talk about your money, your circumstances, and the small changes in your behavior that will have a big impact on both. My name is Maria Casillas, and I am honored to be your host. Happy Tuesday to everyone, and welcome back to the Make Money Behave podcast. We're just coming off of a four-day weekend with my kiddos, and I don't know if you know, but I'm actually a stay-at-home mom first and an entrepreneur next. So when my kids are home from school, it makes it a little bit difficult to find 10 minutes of silence in order to actually record a podcast. So I'm excited to get back with you today, and I can't even believe that it's already Tuesday. As you may remember, last Tuesday, I answered a question from one of my listeners, and I decided just for fun to coin it, tell me Tuesday. So we might as well keep it up, right? So today's question comes from Char in Roscoe, Illinois, and she asks, Maria, after implementing some of the strategies that you suggest, how long does it really take to see results? Well, Char, that is a fantastic question. And ironically, it goes right along with a book that I just completed called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. By the way, if you have not picked up this book, I really suggest that you do so because The information that he provides in there is applicable to all areas of our lives. And I kind of have a love-hate relationship with the concepts of this book. Love because it goes along with everything that I teach. I teach that if you just make small, smart choices a little bit at a time and you do that consistently, then you will see tremendous results. In fact, one of the tools that I created early on in my coaching career was a small spreadsheet called Cash In On Change, One Habit at a Time, because I really do believe that we don't need to change everything in order to see results. We just need to change some seemingly insignificant things, but do that for long enough and we're going to see a compound effect. So I do love what he says. The reason I have a hate relationship with the concepts of this book is because of that word consistency. That is something that I can I personally struggle with on a regular basis, and while I am improving on that, it still burns me to know that I have left so much potential on the table when I don't engage in something consistently. Towards the beginning of Darren's book, though, he does talk about the story of the magic penny, and you may or may not have seen this, but I'm going to just read this excerpt to you because he does a great job and there's no sense in me trying to recreate the wheel. So here we go. The magic penny. If you were given a choice between taking $3 million in cash this very instant and a single penny that doubles in value every day for 31 days, which would you choose? If you've heard this before, you know the penny gambit is the choice you should make. You know it's the course that will lead to greater wealth. Yet, why is it so hard to believe choosing the penny will result in more in the end? Because it takes so much longer to see the payoff. Let's take a closer look. Let's say you take the cold hard cash and your friend goes the penny route. On day five, your friend has 16 cents. You, however, have $3 million. On day 10, it's $5.12 versus your big bucks. How do you think your friend is feeling about her decision? You're spending your millions, enjoying the heck out of it, and loving your choice. After 20 full days, only 11 days left, Penny Lane has only $5,243. How is she feeling about herself at this point? For all her sacrifice and positive behavior, she has barely more than $5,000. You, however, have $3 million. 
Then the invisible magic of the compound effect starts to become visible. The same small mathematical growth improvement each day makes a compounded penny worth $10,737,418.24 on day 31, more than three times your $3 million. In this example, we see why consistency over time is so important. On day 29, you've got your $3 million. Penny Lane has around $2.7 million. It isn't until day 30 of this 31-day race that she pulls ahead with $5.3 million. And it isn't until the very last day of this month-long ultramarathon that your friend blows you out of the water. She ends up with $10,737,418.24 to your $3 million. Very few things are as impressive as the magic of compounding pennies. Amazingly, this force is equally powerful in every area of your life. Now you might be thinking, well, that's fantastic if I actually had a magic penny that doubled in value every single day for 30 days, but I don't have that. So how does this apply to me? I would venture to say this goes exactly to the question that Shara is asking. How long will it take to see results? And the punch in the gut answer is probably longer than you want to wait. So do you wait anyway? Do you show up every day and do these small things on a consistent basis until you see the result? Or will you give up because you're not seeing results quickly enough? Remember in that Magic Penny story where after 20 full days, so like two-thirds of the way into this event, Penny only has $5,000? You know, they say that it takes about 21 days to change a habit, right? So when's the last time you decided to change one of your habits and stick with it for the full 21 days? Now let's assume that you did stick with it for the full 21 days and it actually became a habit for you. Did you see results in 21 days? Possibly. Perhaps you started to feel a little bit better about whatever situation you were in. Perhaps you actually did see the needle move a little bit on whatever measurement you were measuring. But did you see compounded results? So much so that it, it, it excited you to continue to move on? Probably not. Not in 21 days. But what if you sustained that habit for another 21 days? And then another 21 days? And then another 21 days. Imagine the momentum that you would be able to gain. In fact, let's put this into perspective. In the excerpt I just read to you, we were talking about 31 days. Let's say that that 31 days is actually a full year. That's probably a little bit more realistic in my own situation, for sure, and maybe yours as well. Now, remember in the book that on day five, the person who chose the penny only has 16 cents. So if we multiply that five times 12, you know, to make it in our year, we're talking like 70 days. So let's say that you choose a habit to change and you are consistent with that change for at least 70 days. You will see some results, but those results are going to be comparable to the 16 cents that Penny has after five days. I totally saw this play out in our own debt-free journey. It's almost comical that when I tell people that we had a $130,000 turnaround in about four and a half years, making only sixty dollars to $70,000 a year, they don't believe me. And it's because the math doesn't add up. They sit and do the math and they're like, there's, there's no way that you can do that. And I found myself in the beginning trying to like go back and like, oh, I want, hmm, 
I wonder if maybe, maybe we didn't do that or was the math wrong? Like, no, that, <laughs> that was the truth. That's what happened. But you know, what happened was that we saw very, very small results in the beginning. And then as we got some momentum and as we got to see some of those results compounding, then we actually compounded our efforts as well. So as we were compounding our efforts and we were seeing the compound effect take place, all of a sudden we were unstoppable. That's why I talk so much about leverage, guys, because the more proactive you are with your habits and your behaviors, and, and the more you adjust your mindset to allow yourself to be more proactive, you're going to see that it takes less and less effort to improve your circumstances. I love the example he uses in his book about pumping water from a physical well and how it takes so much effort and energy and consistency to pump and pump and pump and pump and nothing comes out. The, the water is on its way up from way down underneath the ground and it has to come all the way up those pipes in order to actually reach where you are trying to get the water. So all of that is taking place, but you guys, it's taking place in a place you don't see. And so ultimately you are just pumping in faith that there's water down there and that eventually it will come up to you. So many people though walk away from that well assuming that they've pumped for a while and have had zero results, so the well must be dry. And then there are people who pump and pump and pump and pump and they're willing to wait. They're patient enough to wait for the first fruits of that labor, the first drops of water. But the amount of water that comes out is so small that they think, Oh my gosh, I just put all of this effort and all of this time into this pump and I'm getting a few drops of water and they walk away. But the wise ones understand how this is working and they know that all of the magic is happening underground where they cannot see it. And so they wait and they pump some more. And before they know it, there's a steady stream of water coming. And the cool thing about it is that they actually don't have to continue pumping super hard in order to keep that stream going. Instead, they can just do a nice, light, consistent pump and they're going to have a steady stream of water. Those really strong efforts they put in the beginning with seemingly little to no results, when done long enough and consistently enough, turn into a scenario where just a little effort and a little consistency creates massive results. Oftentimes when clients first come to me, they complain that they know they have enough money. They're not quite sure why, why they don't have any left uh, because they know they make enough and they're not buying a whole bunch of lavish things. So where could it possibly be going? So I could have individuals track every penny that they're spending, which is actually something that Darren Hardy talks about in his book as well, is tracking everything that you do so that you know where it all goes. But I like to set my clients up for success. And so instead of having them start something that I know they won't finish, we pick one category for them to just spend cash in. They don't even need to track where they spend it. They just have to decide ahead of time how much they're willing to spend, and then they have to stop spending when that cash is gone. In an attempt to not shake things up too, too much, we don't usually choose a category like groceries or fuel or anything that's of a necessity. Instead, I encourage my clients to choose their fun money category. They get to decide how much they want to spend on themselves. They get to decide what they spend it on. I have zero say in any of that. 
But what I do with them is walk them through the very small process of making that decision and then pulling that amount of money out in cash and hold them accountable to only spend that money. If they want to take the second step and actually track where they're spending their money, that's entirely up to them, but I do not require it. It is a good idea to do, however, if you are going to be the type of person who comes back two weeks later and says, well, all of my money is gone, but I have no idea where I spent it and I really want to know, then tracking is probably a good idea for you. But if nothing else, all I want to do is get into your head the idea of once this money is gone, it's gone. You see, my approach to changing your money habits is not one of deprivation. I want you to be able to spend money where you decide you want to spend it. You just have to do it with intention. But in this exercise, if the money's gone and you decide just to swipe your debit card instead because you've got some money sitting there, you are essentially telling yourself that your plan wasn't a good one and that you don't have the power to stick to it. Money will still have control over you rather than you having control over your money. I know I just went all mindset on you and stuff there, but I really think that so much of what we do and why we do it, it all comes down to this mindset that we have, whether it's a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. And so I apologize if it seems tangential, but I just, I needed to go back there and let you know why I do the things I do with my clients. So, Char, I don't know if that's exactly the answer you were looking for. (laughs) You might have wanted something that was a little bit more concrete, like um, you will see a $1,000 turnaround in three and a half months. But the truth is, I don't know. I don't know how long it will take you to actually see results because it's going to depend on which habit you're changing, how you define results, and how long you stick with whatever it is that you're intending to do. If you're listening to this podcast today and you would like a little bit of help in figuring out what the next step is for you or maybe even just one habit that you could change in order to actually make a significant difference in your cash flow plan, send me an email. Maria at cashinonchange.com is where I can be reached. If I don't hear from you, I can't help you. And before I go, I'd like to give a quick shout out to all the new listeners who are coming on daily, as well as those of you who have been with me from the beginning and are referring this podcast on to your friends and family. If you haven't yet left a review for me on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast, please do so as it will really help me to know what's working for you and what you'd like to see tweaked, as well as get this message out to the people who really need to hear it. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day and you find one way to make your money behave today. Thanks for listening.